0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: And for more on that, as we do every single uh, Friday at this time, we talk to the legendary Eagles coach, Dick Vermeule, who, of course, is brought to us with, you know, let me just say this. Thank you to Coach Vermeule, who sent us some tremendous Vermeule wine, John. I mean, how wonderful. How oh. wonderful. How wonderful. The Vermeule wine.
2: Uh, just un- unbelievable. Yeah. A, p- a-, a package of an assortment of beautiful wines. I felt like I did not deserve that, yeah. and I really want to thank Coach. So
1: let us say thank you to the legendary coach, Dick Vermeule. How are you doing, Coach?
2: I'm
3: doing fine. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the wine.
2: Thank you so much, you Coach. Got, you
1: got a couple real grateful people here. So, uh, so, Dick, let's get to the Eagles-Cowboys game. It was, I thought, a great game. Even if the no, Eagles had I- lost, I still would have said, boy, that's a great game. But, you know, the Eagles pulled it out. What was the number one impression you had of that game and how the Eagles played? I think the
3: Eagles were very, very efficient. As you know, uh, looking at the stats, Dallas dominated the stats but not the score because they, they weren't getting much out of the yardage. They were moving the ball, and the Eagles were efficient. When they moved the ball, they scored, and that's what really made the difference in the game, the overall efficiency of how they played the game.
2: Coach, how much... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Coach.
3: No, i was fine. Uh,
2: Why didn't we grind on the Cowboys on the ground in the fourth quarter, and how concerned are you that the run game hasn't been as effective as it was earlier in the season?
3: Well, opponents. You know, some teams are better against the run than others. And sometimes the game plan dictates you go in a different direction. And with our offense, as we say every weekend, that many of those uh, passes were runs initially in the huddle right. with the option of running it or passing it. And that distorts the run number. Yeah, I would like to see him run a little bit more. But, you know, when you're not sitting in the game plan room and deciding what you're going to do in all these different situations, you know, it, it, you're just second-guessing. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, we all know... The real strength of the offense is the offensive line. And they really have no weakness within the offense. So I think they have a, they can do what they want to do. If they want to throw the ball, the offensive line can pass protect against the best. If they want to run the ball, they can run the ball. And I right. think it's just decision making, like I've said a few times on this show. One of the old time great offensive line coaches in the history of the league was Ray Prohaska. I worked with him, and I used to ask him, Coach, what do you have to do to run the ball well? And he all said, call it. (laughs) Right, right. And that's true. And I I still believe that's
2: true. How how do you expect we'll make up for Dallas Goddard's uh, contribution to this offense over the next month?
3: You know, I don't anticipate that being as big a problem as other people do. Hmm. How they use him, you know, he's very skilled at what he does. But with the wide receivers that we have, they can't load up on a tight end anywhere. Okay, And, you know, he catches a lot of balls against the zones in these kinds of situations. You don't have to be an all-pro to do that. You have to be aware of what's going on. You have to be extremely well-coached, and you've got to be included in the game plan. But -hmm. fortunately for the Eagles, they have many directions they can go with that pass offense because there's no weakness in it. And I don't think the backup tight end will uh, be a negative. You know, in the past, even last year, there were times a kid goes into the ball game and plays well, makes plays.
2: So, CD Lamb had a huge game against us. How concerned are you about our coverage against solid quarterback receiver combos?
3: Well, you know, as you study the, the Eagle football team offensively and defensively, you see defensively, they're number one in almost every one run defense category, okay? Whenever you're that good against the run, your passing stats are not going to be really great because people are going to plan on throwing the ball more. And right. then when you get with a team like Dallas, who with Prescott, you know, a quarterback, and then C.D. Lamb, you know, they're going to get him the football. You just have to make sure you don't get it to him enough that he beats you. You know, but our stats, pass defense-wise, are not going to be really good. I think at any time against pass offenses. Dick, because are you concerned about the linebackers?
1: More... Are you concerned about the linebackers and safeties? The Eagles. Ah, uh, uh, you
3: know they aren't the strength of the defense. You know the strong part of course is up in that front four. But uh, I think you know other teams play have situations. You know we're eight and one. So so far we're in the hunt. These next four games are going to tell us a lot about any kind of weakness we might have because we play against teams that can take advantage if they consider our linebackers weak or our secondary weak. They'll take advantage of it. When you look at our schedule, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas in the next four, oh, boy. you know <laughs> yeah. They'll tell us. But I, I don't think it's a weakness. I think it's an emphasis to move the ball through the air against our defense because it can't run on it. But So we passed all the tests. Only one time did we fail. Did, against were, the best passers, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not as concerned as some people are.
1: Were you, and I, I might have to wash my mouth out with soap with even asking this question, but I'll ask it. Were you impressed with Dallas? I was. I thought they played with more gumption than they normally do. And while they went toe-to-toe, it was pretty damn close. What would you think of it? I was very
3: impressed. I was very impressed. And, you know, defense, I'm, there are two guys on that offense coaching it. worked for me. So, you know, Mike Solari, my wow. coach, is there now. He worked for me for five years. He knows how to run the ball. And uh, my, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, I brought him into the league with me when I went into the back in 97. So I know these guys, that they're good football coaches, and they will help that offense in in maybe a little different theme that they used in the past, but they won't turn the ball over as often.
2: Coach, you impressed me as the kind of guy who had a hard time stepping away from football during the bye week. How did you handle the the bye when you were a coach?
3: You know, I talked to Andy Reid. You know, no one has done a much better job than Andy Reid has handling byes. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to bring the guys in and work them two or three days, initially back in 97 and moving on. But, but you know...
2: In That's the what old, we did. That's what I did during the yeah. bye week.
3: Yeah. So I... Uh, I, I followed Andy Reid's scheme. You know, I, I gave the players, we brought them in on Monday after the game, uh, put them through a weight training program, the, the film studies, and that cut, then sent them home and had them, everyone back in town next Sunday. You know, and hmm. I don't remember what my win loss record was coming out of buys. It wasn't as good as Andy Reid's. But uh, uh, that's what I did, and the coaches, uh, we didn't work nights. We let them go home, be with their families, but we worked days, and we went in the. Nowadays, guys, as you know, there's so many coaches on the staff yeah. mm-hmm. that a lot of things you would do in a bye week you would do as a staff because you you didn't have someone doing it all year long. But now you have all these guys. Uh, you know, so I don't know what they're doing them all sometimes. But I know this: they're constantly researching and planning. And when they get into the bye week, they can bring information to the coaches that they've been working on all through the season prior to the bye. So that's a big advantage. But everybody has the same advantage. I don't know anybody that has less than 20
1: coaches anymore. You know. The legendary Dick Vermeil with us here on WIP, as he is every Friday at this time. You know, Coach, we had a – it was a really interesting comment. Your, your former player, and I know you love him, Kevin Riley was on the show earlier today. And yeah. He – look, he wasn't saying Nick Sirianni is Don Shula. I mean, he certainly wasn't saying that. But he, he did have an interesting comparison. He said that – There's an element of Sirianni that reminds him of Shula, and that is the attention to details. And I'm curious if if we, you know, you you were telling me the other day about, you know, you knew, obviously, Don Shula extremely well and, you know, coached against him. Do you see, are you impressed with the way Sirianni digs into the details and how that helps the Eagles win football games? Oh, no question. You wouldn't
3: be 8-1 if the head coach and the staff weren't digging into the details okay and that's a reflection of, of great preparation and great talent combined working together as one uh no i'm impressed with him but you know i don't compare anybody with don shula certainly not dick ramiel to me you know i've been on the practice field and watched him coach teams when i was in broadcasting i coached against his teams and don shula is the most winning coach in football first off because of his profile as a man and the uh, consistent temperament that he was able to maintain. But when he was on the football field, he was general he was General Patton, okay. I tell you he ran a football practice. I was I I used to really look forward to broadcasting one of his games because I was the only guy he from the television world he would let on the field or in the meeting room. So I really got <laughs> interested on and uh, uh, I would I would walk off the practice field watching him run the two minute drill on Saturday or something like that. And I say,
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, N.A. Member FDIC. Wow. Hey,
1: right, co- Coach. One final thing here, because now that we're in the Shula conversation, let's let's hop over to Belichick. I'm really fascinated by your perspective on what's going on in New England. He's really struggled without Brady. I mean, it's getting worse and worse now. He's 16 games away from tying Shula, 17 away from passing him, which could take three years on the pace he's going. Um. What perspective can you lend on what you think will happen and should happen in New England with an all-time coach who's struggling? Does Robert Kraft owe it to Belichick to just let him continue on even if Kraft doesn't believe in him anymore? What is your perspective there?
3: I can't believe Robert Kraft doesn't believe in him. Okay, what do you have to do to prove you're the best ever? What do you have to do? You know, I can't believe they would do anything other than maybe check the personnel department and find out why they don't have more skilled people on offense that can make a play beyond beyond the design of the play. They're not explosive in any way. And, you know, explosive players make explosive plays. And they don't have them. Look at us. What would we be without our
2: receiver corps?
3: We'd be average. And that's the responsibility of the personnel department. And I'm sure Bill Belichick has a say in it. But, you know, he has never been a guy that really thought the wide receiver was the most critical position on the team. How many times has he ever drafted one first pick?
1: Right, right,
3: yeah. And sometimes that catches up with you, but I, I can't see them doing anything with Bill check. My God. <laughs> they're, well, they're
1: two people. Well, Dick, we love having you on the show. You know that. Let me say to everyone listening, vermeilwines.com. That is the website, PA, New Jersey, wherever the heck you are. vermeilwines.com. Get yourself some wines. Uh, it's awesome. Once again, vermeilwines.com. Coach, we look forward to talking to you next week and not only previewing an Eagles-Chiefs game, but a Super Bowl 57 rematch and Andy <laughs> Reid against the Eagles again. So we'll do a deep dive on that next week. Thank you, Coach. All
3: right. Look forward to it.